Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the No Idea Podcast, the show where we have no idea what we're talking about, but we like to do it anyway. How's it going, Gunnar? It's going well, mate. I've, uh, I've had a good... No, it's not. I'm tired. I'm lying. <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> it's like, I uh, saw a thing the other day, it's like, friend asks, how are you? I am well. I am not well. Like, <laughs> yeah. in a monologue says, Andy, I am not well. Andy posted that in Discord. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. That's good. Uh, how are you, um, yeah, I'm good. My name's Brenton, by the way. I just realized I didn't introduce this. So I just second went straight week in to a row. asking you how you were. Second week in a row. Do you remember last week how you said you were inconsistent? You're consistently forgetting to tell people who you are, so you're improving on one facet at least. Well, I am a shit cunt, so <laughs> <laughs> this stuff happens. Um, Gunnar, let's launch right into it. What have you been playing this week? Uh, World of Warcraft Legion, obviously. Like any, <laughs> obviously. Any, Anyone who actually listens would know that. Um yeah, the, the expansion finally dropped, and I'll talk a little bit more about it uh, later on, about its launch, but it's been fucking unreal. I feel confident enough to make the call that this is the best expansion they have ever released. Um, that is a big call. It's Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, uh, and I don't give a shit. Uh, it's in terms of content released, quality of the content, polish, just everything, it's been unreal. Um They've got incentives to care about the law in there um, with your legendary weapons and all that sort of thing. They've got new PvP systems. They're releasing with more dungeons than the last expansion had in its whole lifespan, and there's more to come. Um, professions have been overhauled. Uh, raiding at the end game. They've also got more raids coming out in the first, like, you know, I think they've got three announced already, and there'll be more to come. And the last expansion only had three. Like, just they've improved on everything as well as a complete class overhaul. Every class has been redone to the point where all of their specs feel different, which I've already talked about, I think. It's just, they've knocked it out of the fucking park. And new class, Demon Hunter, really fucking awesome. Um, you know, the people who say that Burning Crusade is the best expansion are saying that because of nostalgia. They're not looking at it objectively. They're idiots. I've said it. Legion is the best expansion Blizzard have ever done. That's that's it. Cool. Yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Um, and it's it's been unreal, as I said. Uh, what about yourself, mate? Um, since the 30th, I've been playing Fallout 4, um, the Nuka World DLC. Yep. Um, cause I bought the season pass, uh, maybe a week and a half ago, uh, after I had a look into what Nuka World was. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Oh, that's all I can really say. <laughs> it's got the big problem that Fallout 4's always had, which is that none of your dialogue, uh, dialogue choices actually mean anything. So, like, a raider... So, okay, the story is that you go to the uh, outskirts of Nuka World, which is like an amusement park, and um, a guy says, oh, my family's in there, and, you know, we got trapped by raiders. You need to go in and save my family. And you go in, and the whole thing's a trap, which I feel like that's how every fucking bit of content in that game starts, or in Bethesda Fallout games. I was gonna say, like, I'm I'm certain that that happened to me in Fallout Four before that expansion. Exactly, we've all heard the story. Anyway, yeah. you get in there, it's just run by raiders. You kill the leader because uh, one of the higher ups helps you kill him, so that you can become the leader oh. and then run Nuka World uh, with all the raiders in it. But of course, I'm playing a good character. I don't like playing as a a raider or anything like that. Right course and it, there's one quest line that allows you to do the right thing but it ends every other quest line and makes the whole dlc worthless so you have to play out the bad quest line 
in order to play the DLC. In order to get yeah your value out of the DLC. That sounds shit, man. Um, I'm very so, yeah. sorry. It, having said that, it was so much fun. So <laughs> just it's like Fallout in general. Like Fallout <laughs> Four was a disappointing game, but I loved it so much. I, <laughs> I had so much fun with it. You found your calling as a super mega cunt. I just love mediocre games. I guess. <laughs> Oh uh, well, well that's uh, good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed your shitty game and your shitty DLC. At least DLC. I can admit it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know what you are. All right. So, uh, getting into our first uh, story this week. Yes. Um, there's been a little bit of controversy around League of Legends. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's gonna... been a, there's been a lot of controversy around League of Legends. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Gunner to fill us in on this because he's the our resident expert, even though. Neither of us are experts, but you no. know a lot more than I do. <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea. Oh, you said it. <laughs> um, right. So basically, um, Mark, I think his last name is Merrill. I know him as Mark Trinomir. Um, he's, he's, he's like the owner of Riot Games who make League of Legends. He's gotten into a pissing match with um, a fella named uh, Reggie, Reginald. He He's uh, the old shot caller for TSM, one of, the, um, one of North America's pro teams. Um, and he now owns TSM. And um, he's trying to set it up as like a you know as a franchise and turn esports into a big thing. And he he made a, a comment um, in an interview that he did, um, talking uh, about uh, I believe he he spoke of the the poor timing of patch releases because um, Riot released a patch um, for like during the uh, the current competitive which is over now and TSM one good on them. Um, but Riot released a patch that basically changed the way that the game functions in quite a significant way. Um, I won't get into it too much. If you if you want to um, have a look into it, just have a look at the um, the siege minion change that they've made to, to the lane pushes, um, and uh, and that'll tell you what you need to know. But if we were to liken this to to regular sports, it'd almost be like a rule change mid season. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, like you can only touch the ball with your elbows. Like it just it changes everything. Um, I mean, I'm probably overselling it, but the the basic gist of it is the the pro teams do a lot of lane swapping, so they they not they don't sit static in their lanes. They sort of swap around and rotate based on where the siege minions are. And now, with the with the siege minions being sort of altered, they uh, they can't. I mean, they can. They're pros. They adjusted, but it, it just it it made for less satisfying matches. Uh, so anyway, Reggie commented on that, and um, and Trindamir kind of got pissy about it, and um, and started uh, you know having a crack at him. And he's posted something on Reddit. Um, I'll drop some links for people to have a look at on the uh, the Twitter uh, because I don't think it's a good idea for me to quote them verbatim. But the long and short of it is he called Reggie out um, for not investing enough into League of Legends and and not um, you know not being uh, you know invested enough in the future of esports and all that kind of thing. But Reggie's actually one of the best team owners there is. Um, he's invested more money and he's done more for League of Legends than any other owner or player. He actually started a competitive League of Legends. Um, he ran a tournament through his own website, which I've forgotten the name of, but he got League of Legends viewership up to about 60,000 or something. And then Riot realized there was a market for it and came in and took over. And they've monopolized the whole thing. They control all of it. They control how you can show your sponsorship brands. Um, like they, they've gone so far as to control TSM's uh, YouTube ch- channel during tournaments and things like that. Um, which is nothing to do with them. Which is nothing to do with them, exactly. Um, and so the community's kind of been in an uproar about it because Reggie has, in response, 
brought to light all of the things that Riot could and should improve to aid in the financial security of the people who play League of Legends because uh, the game has been sort of moving in such a way that um, the, the, the pro tournaments are demanding more and more of the players' time, but the money that they're getting back is either unchanging or changing so little that it's still a deficit for them. So they're having to invest more time, which takes time away from things that actually generate revenue for them, like streaming and producing content. Um, and so these two have kind of gone at it a little bit and Reggie handled it really well, I think, um, probably because he's got like super expensive lawyers and all that. Uh, Trindamir, though, who, who runs the company, uh, kind of... Um, uh, again, you'll understand once I once I link it. I, I, I can't quote the whole thing, but he was very childish um, and very condescending, and it just it's sort of it's it's not good um, the way that he's he's handled it because uh, it seemed he got defensive very quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's called Reggie out saying perhaps you should spend more of the millions you've made from League of Legends on paying your players instead of investing in other esports. Um, now Reggie has. Uh, healthcare for his players. He has a, uh, a media team to help them set up YouTube channels for once they have finished their pro career so that they can transition into something that's um, still league-related and they can continue to make money. Um, he has increased the wages for his players by more than any other team and continues to do so despite the fact that he makes less money from League of Legends than, you know, than he's paying, basically. So he's invested mm. into other games like CSGO, for example, where he can make money so that he can pay his league players to continue to carry the TSM name forward. And he's been called out for that. Um, so he's brought to light a lot of different things that, um, that Riot could do to help out, like uh, shared revenue, um, allowing them to uh, you know, uh, have their sponsors on show and things like that. Um, and... I, I personally am yet to see the result of that. He apparently submitted a um, proposal to Trinomir, uh privately and they're probably talking it out. Um, but yeah, so it, it, um, it's, it's pretty huge and it could actually be very damaging to League of Legends if, um, if they don't handle, handle it the right way. <clears throat> well, there's a couple of issues here. Um, I've seen a few examples in the past of Riot really not handling their community very well. Um, right not not giving people access to things that they need or not um or, or turning against their own players um and really the, the players have built that game um it, it i mean the game itself i mean it was dota out before lol yeah long 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 time before lol yeah so lol is really sort of piggybacking off the success of an existing game yeah and it's the players who have built its popularity up um, and then every time something like this comes up, Riot seemed to come out and go, no, everybody else is wrong. We're doing the right thing. Yeah, it's um, it, it has seemed that way. And because everybody has been, like all the all the people on, on Reddit and whatnot who represent Riot have sort of been talking independently of one another. It seems like they mm. haven't come, or it you know, this happened like a week ago or so, but it seemed like they never came together and, and had like a broad statement that they all had like wanted to put forward. They all just said their own thing and they just it's really sloppy. Um, it's been very messy and it's not been good for them. Um, and as you said, it, it seems like, uh, especially like with Trindamir himself, um, that he came out and said, no, nah, you, you know, you shouldn't be complaining about this. You've made millions off our game. Suck it up. And mm. that's essentially what he said was but, suck it up. And that's the thing though. Like you've made millions off our game. Well, hang on, mate. 
like the popularity again comes from those players yeah. those players in tsm who are you know killing it at your game and making it look like a probably a better game than it actually is um for, from accounts i've heard anyway you know yeah. if you're not a pro the games are mostly pointless um they're um, pretty rough yeah <laughs> yeah so don't turn around and then tell the people who are generating hype and interest about your game that they're in the wrong they they are your advertising they're free advertising exactly maybe cut them a little bit of slack and help them out every now and then uh that's kind of what reggie has said he's um i I don't know exactly what proposal he submitted um but he's um he's it's it's all very complicated and for like the third time without quoting it i can't really get too much into it but he's feel free to quote it dude i mean i'm there's a lot like it's when i linked it to you it's like two pages or something um Pick out some choice stuff if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I pretty much already have. Like, he, he's he's talked about like revenue sharing. The the major thing that that I didn't realize at least was that they like the teams have sponsors, same as any major sports franchise. You know, like you see the like V eight supercars with like monster stickers all over the bastards. Like, mm, yeah. but um, they they're not allowed to use. Like, for example, Logitech, I believe, are a sponsor of TSM. They're not allowed to use Logitech headsets during pro games. Mm. They have to use Rig, who is a sponsor of Riot. Yeah, um, so that does that makes no sense. And uh, I mean, so any other pro sport, mm-hmm. you have team sponsorships and then you have player sponsorships. And there are contractual agreements, like so um, player or teams who are sponsored by, for instance, in the AFL, uh, Adidas, their Guernseys have to be Adidas. Right. But... They can wear whatever shoes they want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just we are the sponsor for your Guernseys. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is up to you. And they then they have personal sponsorships for the, the shoes and whatever else. I mean, if if Riot are going to share some of the revenue of that sponsorship of the headsets, mm-hmm. fair enough to tell them they can't use their Logitech ones. Absolutely. But they're keeping all that revenue or... I don't know that for a fact, but I can almost guarantee it that they would be keeping that revenue for themselves. Yeah, the stipends that the players get are very small. Um, mm. And uh, the other, like, Riot develops skins based on uh, championship teams. So, like, there's an SK um, Telecom, SKT1 Telecom skin based on um, Faker's team, for example, um, that you can buy in the game for certain champions. Um, and I, as far as I'm aware, either the revenue sharing on those skins is tiny or non-existent. So these skins yeah. are based on their team and their franchise, but Riot are keeping all the money for it. Yeah, so it, it's, but they must they must be getting something because there is because um, it is property their brand. There. Yeah, um, there's intellectual property there that's being used. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked to hear it was minimal. It, it would um, be tiny. Yeah. The other issue that it raised that you talked about a little bit before was that they're trying to control what content goes on their YouTube channels and mm. everything like that. Yeah. And the only thing I could think of is that it just it, it reeks of a company that doesn't have faith in their product. So what it suggests to me is that they're saying, if you're putting up content for another game at the same time as ours, while well, our big thing's going on, theirs is going to look better. That's what they're fearing. They're fearing yeah. that loss of market share. If your game's good, you don't need to worry about that. If people are plugging your game, that's, you don't need to worry about what else they're doing. Yeah, that's right. Um, on on that topic, right? So HTC is another sponsor of TSM's apparently, and HTC had an ad 
Uh, I think this is what you may have been talking about when they were trying to um, dictate content on the YouTube channel. Um, they had an ad for a VR um, video game that TSM picked to play. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, again, that was a very big response, um, very big long one. But um, the uh, the ad was banned by Riot. They, they didn't want anything to do with it. Um, and Which has nothing to do with Riot's <laughs> that, space that's at all, right. really. So in uh, somebody brought that up and a Riot employee has responded, and this time I will quote verbatim because it's quite quick, but it's ridiculous. Um, Real talk, that TSM sponsorship wasn't an actual HTC ad. It was a promotion for a VR video game for TSM to play. The title of the YouTube clip is literally, literally TSM Plays Raw Data. Regardless of whether HTC organized this or not, it's a tactic advertisement for another game. This is against LCS rules because LCS isn't a platform for other game companies to advertise on. Yes, this means it's a category that teams don't have access to, but for any sport, letting quasi-competitors advertise on the league doesn't make sense. Um, Except it's on their YouTube channel. Exactly. It? It had, it, yeah, exactly. It had nothing to do with LCS. It's all about TSM, but because it mm. was during the LCS, they were concerned it would take focus off their tournament. Um, but they're not they're not putting the the ad or the video they made in their stream. So what's their fucking problem? It's nothing to do with them. That's well. The, the, I'm pretty sure that TSM don't stream during LCS. It's all handled by Riot. So even if it, yeah, like, that's what I mean. So like yeah, on the official yeah. stream by Riot. Yeah, that's right. They're not going to play their video. Yeah. So what's it got to do with you? That's what it, I'm nothing saying. Yeah, is the answer uh, exactly? And I, I just I have no idea. Um, why Riot think they can do that? But HTC actually jumped on board as well and and made a like HSC have got an esports division which I didn't even know and they've jumped on yeah, board why? as well <laughs> well it's it's apparently quite small but they they've hopped on the bandwagon as well and they've had a go at right and said look if if we're not allowed to do something we need you to tell us because we need to get like we're a sponsor for this team they've got obligations they have to meet in order to get the money from us uh, you know which is they have to make us visible you know we have to yeah, be seen exactly. by these people uh, and and it's just not happening. Um, yeah. Reggie was saying how he barely managed to meet the um, the requirements for Logitech sponsorship. I think, you know, purely, because of them not being because, able to exactly. Yeah, because of Riot yeah. being dicks about it. So, I don't know. It just. I mean, Riot have done a fantastic job of bringing esports into the spotlight, basically. Um, although, as I said, a lot of that wasn't Riot. Riot picked it there's, up and ran with it. There's a lot of credit to be shared between a lot of people with that. Yeah. I think yeah. that Riot have taken something that was starting to become successful already and built on it. Yeah, like, definitely. You could you could say that friggin' Halo was responsible for competitive gaming, which is totally not the case, but you could try and say it. An argument you know? could be made for a lot of games, it, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we can credit any single company for that, and I certainly wouldn't be giving that credit to Riot. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as I said earlier on, Reggie was the one who actually got League of Legends started. Um, yeah. Uh, Sixty. Here so it is. maybe show a little bit. Uh, TSM. A little bit of appreciation. Yeah, I, that would go a long way, I think. Um, but mm. it's sort of it's going to be difficult for Riot because they're going to have to backtrack here, and anything that they do now is just going to seem reactive. It's not going to seem like they had this in the pipe to start with. But if they come out now and say, "Yeah, we're we're going to give players like fifty percent of skin revenue or something like that." It's it's just gonna reek of like okay we we need to put this fire out like nothing. But that's they do. fine. Even Absolutely. if they say, or even if they're just putting out spot fires, as long as they're doing something and not just being stubborn dickheads. I I agree. Um, but 
the the point I'm making is from this point on, like. I'll probably still enjoy the game and, and probably still watch Worlds and all that kind of thing with me, mate, and all that. But from this point on, I'm not going to have as much respect for Riot as a company because I've seen how they, you know, how they handle stuff like this now. Like this is a big deal. This is probably one of the first major um, hurdles that they've they've encountered that I've seen at least, and they just they tripped on it and fell flat on their fucking face. Yeah, mm. and that's a good message to every company as well. Have a person who knows what the fuck they're doing yeah. in charge of PR. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even use someone for PR, dude. Like, Mark... That's that's what I mean. Yeah, he literally just threw his response out. And I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but it's quite funny. Within, like, minutes of him putting it out there, he edited it. Like, yeah, like straight away, but someone had already called it. I fucking which love is, the internet. Which is what individuals do. Individuals put out a message in the heat of the moment, yep. and they don't think about it. And then the company goes, no, that's not okay. You you should have considered that yeah. response. Yeah, you need to think about that, which is uh, what Reggie did. He he's, he actually, um, I, I'm pretty sure he hopped on Twitter or something and said, you guys will have my response at this time because he took the time to, to address the exactly. points and draft it out. And he, came, he, he won that encounter like 110%. Um, yeah. And it's worth saying, I, don't, I didn't like Reggie as a player or a team shot caller. He was the most arrogant fucking dickhead. Impressive player, but he was a tool. But as a as a team owner and as a businessman, this dude's impressed me so fucking much. Like the way that he's handled this situation, he's been so professional and so savvy about it. Fucking bravo, man. Good shit. Um, Good on you, Reggie. Yeah, and 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 like he's small compared to Riot, and he's still not afraid to be like fuck you guys and take it to him because he knows that he's got all the power here. Because um, you know he built at least it up. Some of it. Well, a, a, a very good amount of it. At, at least in in this instance, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. So it's right. um it's been it's been big and uh, if there are any follow ups on it which I'm hoping for pretty soon we'll um we'll touch on them obviously um, and I'll drop some links in the Twitter so people can have a read themselves because there is a lot to go through um, and I've probably butchered the telling of it but you know it's uh it is what it is and we've we've covered the the main points. So the Battlefield 1 beta came out, was it yesterday or the day before? Day before, I think. Day before? Cool. And uh, we've both had a chance to play it. Um, yeah. I'm going to let you go first, Gunnar, um, because I <sighs> I have a couple of little gripes. You oh, go first. I have more than a couple of gripes, man. I'm, I'm, <gasps> yes. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not buying Battlefield 1. Thank you. No. I so thought you would be in love with it. <laughs> no, All right. dude, I'm not let, that. Let me hear it. Um, I mean, I've only played like four games, dude. It just didn't grab me. Um, I mean, uh, first of all, I understand it is a beta. Shit is subject to change. But at this stage, and, and my opinion could change. I may very well pick it up later on based on stuff that I see come out. If it's on sale, I don't fucking know. At this stage, and I pre-order games like a motherfucker, I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy Battlefield 1. Um <clears throat> I, uh, now, a lot of my gripes with the game could be attributed to me being the shittest FPS player you've ever seen in your life. Um, no, no, okay, go on, but I think we're going to be agreeing on this. The guns don't feel weighty. They don't, it, it just, it, there's not enough, uh, stopping power. Like, I played the Medic primarily, because that's my jam in BF games, always has been. Uh, and mm-hmm. they've got these semi-automatic rifles like the fucking like M1 Garand and things like that from... from Single-shot rifles, yeah. like... Yeah. Tsh, 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 yeah. I can't kill shit 
I don't know mm. what it is, but you would think that a gun like that uh, would 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 stop somebody. But I mean, I literally had this dude come at me on a horse. This was last night, and he's got his saber out and he's come charging at me. I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker! I put two shots into him. He got off the horse and ran at me with the saber. I switched to pistol because I was out of ammo and shot him twice more, and then he cut me down with the saber. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like the guns have much weight to them. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know, like, Battlefield games have always had this issue uh, early on in my experience where the guns are sort of like, it's like they're kind of just floaty, like where are they going to end up? But, but See, I don't remember this in early days of 3, or uh, which I didn't really like 3, but it felt satisfying from the get-go. Um, 3 was right, 4... Never... Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, it never felt like that in Bad Company 2, so... No, Bad Company 2 was fucking amazing. I loved yeah, that game. Yeah, it was my favourite. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mine too. Why didn't we play together? Oh. But, I um, <laughs> I don't think we were catching up then, but... Yeah. Uh, 4 had issues with the netcode a lot as well, where the guns would sort of, like, you'd kill someone after they'd killed you or vice versa and all that, but... Um, yeah, that's not it in this. No, in this one, the guns just feel weak as piss, to me at least. I'm not sure if that's where you were going. Um, well, I, I have a couple of issues. Um, right, go. Okay, first of all, I haven't played Battlefront, but I imagine this is why people hate Battlefront. Um, you spawn on the battlefield, which is a big open map, uh, which, first of all, that doesn't feel very Battlefield to me. Battlefield maps are big, but they're never just open mm-hmm. um, from my experience. There's a couple that are a bit more open, but there's always uh, good flanking options and um, good yeah. places to hide and... Yeah. and sort of like calm down if you've if you've been overwhelmed um so it doesn't doesn't like lend itself well to that sort of more tactical style that i liked in battlefield yeah um but the the biggest thing is uh which i think is very much a battlefront thing is you spawn in and you just die immediately and you look at you know who killed you and it's some sniper 250 million miles away. 250 yeah. meters away and you're the medic and there's just literally nothing you can do. Yeah. You're on a big open map and there's a sniper right there. So it's like, okay, don't spawn there. Spawn somewhere else. I'm talking conquest here. Of course. Um, yeah. Spawn somewhere else. And again, there's just another sniper just taking pot shots. Or a and tank if you're stood or... there... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll spawn into the path of a tank and you'll be dead in seconds. I recorded a bunch of gameplay and I might upload it. I look like the most fucking amateur FPS player playing this game. Yeah. Like, I've never played an FPS in my life. Any other FPS I get in, I usually have a fairly decent positive kill death. Yep. I used to be great on um, Bad Company 2. Used to, like, um, terrorize a lot of medic. motherfuckers. Yeah. That was my favorite class. And, Me too. And there was always that feeling that even if you're not getting the kills, you're helping your team. You're contributing, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't feel that in the slightest no. with this battlefield. No, I, I feel exactly the same. Um, the I second I was... big... Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Do your thing, man. Sec- I forgot okay. you had two parts. Well, I was going to say, the second big problem is exactly what you just touched on. The guns feel... They don't. They feel like they do have a bit of weight. I can feel like the from the sound and the bullet trajectory that yeah. it feels like it has power. And then you hit someone in the chest and it does like 20 damage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like this isn't overwatch you know this is battlefield it's supposed to feel like you're actually firing real guns yeah and so if you get the drop on someone it's not a guarantee that you're going to oh, win that fight fucking which don't it used to be started, yeah that was the whole idea it was all about positioning yeah, and flanking yeah. people and out thinking and out playing yep 
yeah, if you get the drop, it's like pretty much guaranteed that you're going to win that fight because that's how a real fight would work. Yeah, if you put a bullet in a motherfucker when his back's turned, he's not going to do a 360 no-scope snapshot, headshot, fucking <laughs> kill, and then teabag your corpse while he's bleeding. Like He's going to probably poo and scream and die. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, uh, I actually played Rush primarily because I like I prefer the. I played obje- a bit of both. Yeah, I, I think I played like ten minutes of. Actually, no, okay. I tried to play Conquest and I spawned in on someone's plane and I'm like on the back of the plane. Like this is fucking sick and like shooting at another plane who's chasing us and then we got shot out of the sky. So I'm parachuting down and I land and then I'm running towards the objective and I took it for granted that I would have a gun. I did not have a gun. <laughs> no, see, this is a bug. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My first Conquest game I joined, yeah. I could not get a gun. And yeah. everyone in the chat's just like, just buy a gun. You but, need fucking war bonds. I'm like, how do you get war bonds? I don't understand. Yeah, you, you Why don't I have thing. a gun? They're like, you're spawning in with a class that you don't own the guns of. I'm like, then I don't own a gun for any that's, class. I can't play the game. Yeah, no, that's just a bug. That's not the case at all. Like, it happened to me. I even dropped the server and went back to the same server to see if it fixed it. And I spawned yeah. in with no gun. So I just started kamikazing points trying to be a distraction and, 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 and like capture the objectives. That's that what way. I was doing. Yeah, I was just like, fuck it. Ah! And it didn't work, obviously. I died. But like... um. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I said at the start, I get it. It's a beta. That shit will happen. But that's kind of, that's a big deal. Like, in a game yeah. about shooting people, that you have a bug where you can spawn in 100% of the time with no gun, that's bad. Like, that needs... Yeah, that, y'all I need mean, to look that, at that. Like, that's the most basic of things. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> you have to spawn in with a gun. It's a first-person shooter, not a first-person get shot. Like, mm. you, you need the weapon. But, um, yeah, uh, sound design, fantastic. Uh, as always graphics fantastic Uh, the atmosphere is really cool when the sandstorm settles in did you were you lucky enough to get a sandstorm I I was if you want to call that lucky I was a little bit pissy about that I loved it I was Mm. I pooped that was like the one time that I really dug that game (laughs) because I swapped to the assault with the with the SMG class like the short range automatic weapon and I ran through that sandstorm like a fucking ninja and that was the best game (laughs) that I had because I just ran up on people and went moved on see I was still just getting sniped in the middle of a sandstorm. Yeah, because I, I reckon some of the people are freaks, um, but also... Uh, There's a I'll, lot of cheating. Yeah, I think so, because it's a beta, which, yeah. you know, we get... Well, we I got saw lots of people getting banned by Fair Fight, so... Yeah, yeah wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah. overall, not a great experience. Um, I'm hoping that they'll release another beta with different maps, because that map just didn't do it for me. Um, I'd like to see how it plays in some of the, as you said, the more sort of closed off maps where there's, you know, um, cover to block snipers line of sight, for example, um, ways to ambush Multiple tanks. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, cause the other thing with rush, which is, uh, one of the game modes I like the most, I do like conquest, but I like to mix it up because rush is more sort of focused objective gameplay instead of just wander around until you find someone to kill. It's like, you've got a very definitive place to be. Um, mm. And it makes for more intense fights in smaller areas, I find. So I, I really enjoy Rush. But um, in that, I found that it was kind of just a meat grinder. Um, if your team gets stuck in a rut, yeah. that's the end of it because there's only one way to approach from. And there was one map on Battlefield 3 that was like this. It was the um, Metro Tunnels Metro, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and it was a meat grinder. Once you got to those stairs, there was no flanking option. Yep. Um, Teams could just literally just focus on that those stairs, and then there was a left hand flank that was so easily covered. Yeah, 
there was almost no way to get past it. And that's what this whole game felt like. Things were moving along, but it's like just add your corpse to the pile and then things will move along. Exactly, yeah. Which, although I suppose that's kind of what they did during those wars, so maybe that's what they were going for. (laughs) Maybe, but that's not fun. (laughs) That's not fun at all. The other thing is, like, in Bad Company 2 or even Battlefield 3, if someone sniped me, it was like, shit, I'm impressed. Nice work. Yeah. If I get sniped in this, I'm like, that doesn't... F- like, it shouldn't have feel good dying in one of these games, but it doesn't feel fair. I'm not sure why. I think it's because all the other guns are... Re- like, their iron sights and all that, because they're trying to remain authentic to the setting. Like, the iron sights on the on the SMG-class weapons and the semi-auto rifle-class weapons are really sort of clunky and restrictive on your sight line, it, I found. Yeah. Um, and, and because of the recoil and everything, and, and as we've touched on already, how sort of weak the weapons feel... Or, mm. or are, it's just like with a sniper rifle, you know, dinging your helmet from that far away when your bullets drop off like fucking, you know, it's, you shoot yeah, them and they're like... Yeah, there's not a lot of drop on the sniper, I noticed. There's fuck all. Like, if you mm. check, you can actually check the weapon stats to show you the bullet drop and the damage drop. It tells yeah. you specifically. And it's just not there. So I was like, I went straight into automatic battlefield mode and started trying to compensate for the drop yeah. and i was shooting well above people's heads so i'm like oh, okay and it's just I guess straight over. barely <laughs> yeah. exists in this game yeah so i think that needs a bit of touching on but um yeah just i wasn't impressed overall um yeah. i won't be buying it either not at this stage no i might pick it up later i think i've also just grown out of first person shooters man i'm not i was i was gonna say the same yeah but not Overwatch. I still love the shit out of Overwatch. Overwatch is 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 more objective based and fantasy. And that's and shit. the the thing I kept feeling while playing this game. I'm like, Overwatch is a completely ludicrous, off the wall, nowhere near realism FPS. Yeah. But it's so much more fun than this shitty game. Yeah. Like, who wants the like horrible depressingness of World War One when you can go into Overwatch and kill your friends and it's fun? Yeah, and be a cyber ninja or a fucking massive knight with a generated uber shield and a massive fucking or a hammer gorilla. Or, or a gorilla <laughs> that loves peanut butter like i've always wanted cooler. to be a gorilla <laughs> what do you mean always wanted to you are no i'm, <laughs> I'm halfway there <laughs> you're a bit of a hairy mother no but uh yeah so uh bottom line not impressed yeah not yeah. Not, not for me not for me All right, uh, it's time for rapid fire news again. Pichu, pichu. No, I'm sorry. Do, do, do. I'll show myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I might add in some sound. <laughs> uh, um, all right, I'm gonna go first this week. Yeah. Um, I uh, do you have a 3ds? I do, that I never yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a 3ds too that I never play. <laughs> I have almost every Pokemon game, but I never play any of it. Um, <laughs> But uh, they've announced Mario Maker for the 3DS, um, which I haven't played Mario Maker on the Wii U, which I do have a Wii U, and again, I never fucking play <laughs> never it. play it. I think mine's sitting um, in a box somewhere. But I've heard really good things about it, like best Mario game in a very, very, very long oh, time. Oh, really? Nice. So, yeah, um, so I've been keen to pick it up, and then the announcement of this on 3DS, I was giddy. I was like, yes, I can finally pick this game up yep. on my 3DS make levels share them it'll be so much fun mm-hmm. and then i saw a comment on reddit there is no online all of the levels that you can download have to come through a street pass and immediately all excitement is gone couldn't give a shit about it uh, but... and i mean this is not the first time <laughs> nintendo have just completely failed to understand firstly what makes a game fun secondly how the internet works <laughs> <laughs> 
we are very unhappy. Yeah. Well, they, like, I mean, if you've ever used Nintendo's online services... I try very hard not to. I fucking hate it. Rudimentary at best. Yeah, like, it's painful. Features that were on the Xbox, the original Xbox, came to the Wii U for the first time. <laughs> so, like, they weren't on the Wii... They, you know, they weren't on the Wii U at launch. They eventually came. It's just the most basic yeah. shit system. And um, they reckon they're going to get it right with the NX. They're going to merge all their systems and it's going to be awesome. I fucking yeah. doubt it. If they've yeah. ever used the internet, I'll be shocked. <laughs> if they know what the internet is, I'll be shocked. Yeah. They put out those like 3DS Direct things or Nintendo Direct, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can guarantee that they film the videos and they think that they're mailing them off. And some young person in the like media department just goes, yeah, yeah, we're, we're mailing. We're, 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 we'll, send, we're sending them, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll send a telegram right now letting them know it's on the way. And then they upload it online and in, they, you know, they never Morse hear anything code. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, um, they really don't. Yeah. That's, it really seems like they just don't fucking get it, hey? That's, um, I almost would get Mario Maker on the 3DS because it's portable. I can take it with me when I don't have other stuff, you know, to play. But um, hmm. no, like you said, there's, there's certain things that you just need to have these days. And uh, online, uh, into like online connectivity and whatnot needs to be needs to be one of them in this day and age. It well, just the, has to happen. The whole point of the game, apart from making your own levels, is to download other people's levels and. Hmm and enjoy them like there's some ball busting levels there's some really difficult <laughs> like nintendo hard levels which yeah. nintendo aren't willing to do anymore so people are out there making these crazy hard levels and it's reportedly a shit ton of fun but now yeah. you won't get that experience not on the 3ds anyway yeah yeah no that's a shame man no Mario maker right. for us What's your first one, Gunnar? Uh, I, as as promised earlier on, uh, I'm going to touch on on uh, Legion and the launch. Um, cause... Do you gushing? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has actually really impressed me. Um, anyone who's played an MMO, and you've probably even heard, when an MMO launches its new expansion or launches for the first time, it eats shit. Like it's any game, dude. it's any game. Yeah, it's a rule. Like your game, when it launches, is gonna eat shit. Um, it's especially true for MMO because you've got like I think WoW's got something like seven or eight million people trying to log on at the same time to do the same thing and be in the same areas and like they've split it up across a lot of different servers and everything. But still, every time they bring out a new expansion, they've done. Let me check. Uh, Wrath of Lich King, <clears throat> Cataclysm, Miss Pandaria. What? Well, this is their sixth expansion, right? So for the five before this. Every time they've got massive queues, uh, you know, of like, I'm talking like multiple thousands of people where you're in queue for hours. Um, they've got lag issues, crashes, fucking, you know, contents bugging out, just so many issues, right? Um, they, uh, and, and, you know, prior to the releases, they've done things like they've had extended maintenance to prepare and, and, uh, and all the, you know, sort of locked us out of the game for a period of time before the launch and all that. This year, or this expansion, excuse me, uh, we, me and my mates all logged on at about 4.30 cause it was going live at 5 PM and at 5 PM we got a quest pop up on the screen and we went and did it and the expansion was live. It was on, that was it. <laughs> it was done, and, and, like they staggered it so that they, about 10 to five, they started to sort of filter some of them in and say, okay, give it to these people, give it to these people. Okay. Now these people. And then by probably half past five, I'd say everybody was out and enjoying Legion content. And cause they did it staggered like that. There wasn't a huge rush of people in the same area. Um, there's I, I haven't had a queue once 
same server that I played on last expansion, like for the last expansion launch, same faction and everything, same, you know, and last time there was, I think, four and a half thousand person queue on my server. This year, or this, fuck, this expansion, I haven't had one queue. I've logged in at all different times of the day and whatnot, and every time it's like I log in and I'm ready to go. Uh, I don't know what they've changed, but they fucking did it right. Uh, there's been no issues. The content's all polished as fuck. No lag. They had a small issue with DDoS attacks that they resolved quite quickly, which is not their fault. They can't help that. Everything that Blizzard had control over, they fucking smashed it. And that was really funny, actually, the DDoS, because it was almost like people were pissed off that the launch went smoothly, <laughs> yeah. so they decided to DDoS yeah. it. You know what? No, no. There's got to be an issue. I have to have something to complain about. Boom, DDoS. Oh, calls it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, they, they, like, as I said, like the expansion itself and all the content is fantastic. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Um, well, from someone who remembers the Diablo 3 launch like it was yesterday, I'm very glad to hear that. It seems they've finally learnt their lesson. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we've got just good things to come from there. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, all right, so yeah, it's it's been good. Um, what uh, what do you what else have you got for us? Uh, okay, um, competitive season two in Overwatch. Um, ooh. ooh, I played a couple of games tonight. Yeah, uh, we talked about the changes a couple of weeks ago, so I won't go over them again. Yep. Basically, they changed how you rank. Um, they changed a few other things with um, no more sudden death. I'm pretty sure, or like made it much more rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically. The big change was the ranking system, and the the um, they changed it from a one to a hundred to like a one to six thousand. Yep. Um, and I haven't played a lot. I only played two ranking matches so far. So my my as far as I can tell, I don't have a rank, but it tells me competitive points out of six thousand, which I found interesting. So you might have a hard cap on competitive points, or your competitive points might indicate what rank you are. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. But I will say, competitive I used to find very frustrating because I felt like I was being paired with people who had the same win-loss ratio as me rather than people who were at my skill level. Yeah, yep. But I had my first two matches and they were both wins. Everyone was on the mic. Um, everyone was cooperating. Mm-hmm. We were saving our alts. The team, the opposition teams were doing the exact same thing. Yep. Um, I don't know about mic usage, obviously, but they were pairing alts and they were all working together. Yeah, yeah. And we managed to pull out two really good wins awesome. in a row. And all of a sudden, competitive Overwatch is back on the menu. Like, Fuck yeah. Very interesting to me again. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I was being pushed into shitty teams because I had a bad win-loss. But, you know, you were so dependent on a team that win-loss can be heavily skewed. Whereas yeah, I, yeah. I just don't feel like that's happening. All right, awesome. Well, it's still early days, um, but that's that sounds really promising. Yeah, and I'm not the best Overwatch player. I'm not the best FPS player, but um, I'm I'm certainly better than a lot of the teammates that I was being put with before. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good start yeah. so far. Awesome, awesome. No, it's good shit. Um, cool. All right, what's your next one? Um, new DLC for Total War Warhammer, um, which is a game I've spoken about a couple of times because I've got a little bit of a love-hate relationship with it. Um Mostly love, a teeny weeny bit hate. Um, they've got a new DLC out called, I believe, The Grim and the Grave, I think. I might have got that wrong. Best um, title. It's, it's, it actually, it's pretty sick. Um, and it, uh, it, it's 
new content for factions that we already own. So it's a Lord pack, basically. So you get a couple more legendary Lords, which are like, you know, big, massive rulers of your... your um, Special units, your, effectively. Well, no, no. They're actually like the, the entire leader of your faction. So like Emperor Karl Franz or, or you know, someone like that. Um, and they... Uh, they're releasing new ones to change up, you know, the way that your your faction feels when you start out. But we already own the faction, and they're making us pay eight bucks for a couple new units um, and a couple new legendary lords. Now, on the one hand, I've had a look at the content, and it's pretty cool. Like they're introducing some iconic units, like the Knights of the Blazing Sun for the Empire, um, and it's like it's not terrible. Uh, it, it's you know, there's some good quality stuff in there. On the other hand. Why the fuck should we have to pay eight dollars for them to flesh out a faction that we already own? I, I yeah, especially I, that cost. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's it's pretty bad. Now I understand uh, the, uh, for example, the Beastmen. Call it the Beastmen. When that DLC came out, that's a whole new faction. Uh, they introduced like a new little um, mini campaign with it. I I will pay for that. That's okay. I'll be reluctant, but I, I get that it's entirely new content. Fair enough, but Lord Pax is going a bit far, um, and that's. It seems to me like they're double dipping a little bit now. So like, the you pay for the game initially, yeah, and then there's a couple of good DLC packs. You can excuse that, but when it's, I mean, you've already since you started talking about the game, I'm pretty sure three DLC packs have come out. Um, uh, like in the time we've been doing the show, there technically there's four, but one of them came with it. Uh, so well, there, the, there was the... I mean, if you pre-ordered, you got the Chaos Warrior race pack, which now you've got to buy. If you buy the game now, you've got to buy that separately. Um, the Blood one, Blood pack. Uh, yeah. Call of the Beastmen, and now the Grim and the Grave, yeah. So if I bought the game today, I'd have to buy four pieces of DLC to get the full game. Uh, basically, yeah, yep. So that's, in my mind, that's double dipping. It's like, terrible, yeah. This is the, the practice of free-to-play games because they're free. Yeah, exactly, because you don't have a box price, but this game is still... Um, I'm going to take a quick look. Uh, I'm pretty it's sure still it's a full price. 60 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then the DLC is a total of $35.95. So you're paying nearly $100 for this game and all the yeah. content. And there's not a bundle for all the DLC. You've got to buy it all separately, so you can't, like, buy it all for 25 bucks or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty bad. And it's only going to get worse because they've still got to bring out races like the Skaven, the High Elves. Yeah, that's it. Still know, they've, got, they've got so much more stuff to come out. And I'm excited to see it all because this is a fantastic fantasy universe and it, like I'm really excited to see where it goes. But at the same time, I don't want to constantly be bled for like five bucks here, 10 bucks there, 15 bucks. You know, like, I think that's how it's going to work. It's, so it's, gonna, it's how it's going to go and fucking I'll pay it because I'm a dickhead. But yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not keen. You will break at some point, and that's, you know, <laughs> they're going to lose customers. And just, like, it's not fucking Train Simulator, guys. Like, settle. What the fuck? What does that even have mean? You ever seen, have you ever seen Train Simulator? No. Train Simulator is, uh, like, just a train sim game. Oh, no, I Steam. understand what, what it is, but I mean, like, what the there's fuck like is... A, there's a thousand dollars of DLC fucking shitting wow okay just trains yeah that's all it is sure okay yeah all right don't turn into train simulator guys because i won't i won't play you if you turn into train it's an, simulator. Ad- it's an addiction worse than crack <laughs> first okay. of all trains are shit second of all i'm not gonna I'm pay not six years old anymore <laughs> uh, anyway uh what uh, what else are you going for us right your last one 
I should just note before I go into my next one, I shouldn't make fun of that because I am a fucking child. So, sorry, <laughs> yeah, we, like we, we, we are man children in every sense of the word. Yeah. Um, so, Ark uh, Survival Evolved. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I mean, everyone I, just I knows it's Ark. It. Yeah. Yeah, Ark uh, is getting DLC, uh, which <laughs> wouldn't be such a bad thing if the game wasn't in early <laughs> access. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> early uh... access. I mean, if you don't know about it, um, if you like, don't buy that sort of game on Steam, Early Access is just a way to put unfinished games up for sale to raise the capital to finish them. Yeah. When you release DLC, what you're saying to people is, the game is finished, here's some more content. If the game's in Early Access, it can't be finished. So any new content you release should be going straight onto the game exactly. that's still in Early Access. Exactly, yeah. Now, I've heard this is to do with a lawsuit that they went through and they're trying to pay the costs of that lawsuit. I don't care. Put your game on sale if you want to make that money back. Yeah. Um, Because if you do a Steam sale of 50% off, you'll rock it straight to the top of the uh, Steam sales chart and you'll make a lot of money back. Yeah, exactly. And more people see it, more people buy it, blah, 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 you know. With your game still in early access, you should not be gating off content to a certain no, shit, no. number of people <laughs> who are willing to pay $30 that's, extra. That's terrible. I Yeah. Because I, I, I've seen a lot of games that keep themselves to early access because they like the idea of having that, that safety net. It's like, oh, there's a really big bug, but it's okay, guys, it's early access. When it's like it's clear that yeah. the game's reached a point where it should just about be released. Um, You're playing the pre-alpha, and it's like, no, this has been out for like four years. Yeah, this isn't pre-alpha. This game, this, this game is burning early. Out. Yeah, it's it's the similar. Mm. It's the same as like you've been sleeping with a girl for six months, but you're not willing to call it your girlfriend yet. It's like it's <laughs> it's your girlfriend, mate. Like the game's been released. Fucking let it go. Um, yeah, but uh, and if it's not, don't make DLC. Don't like make. If it's, yeah, exactly. If it's not ready to go. We shouldn't have to pay more to experience content that you haven't like for a game that you are saying yourself is not done yet. Yeah. Mm. Nah, that's that's some bullshit, man. Piss poor. Piss poor. I don't. I don't All play right. the game anymore though, so I don't really care. Yeah, neither do I. I played it like three times. It ran like garbage. Yeah, and I was like, me too. Fuck this shit. Yeah, I turned. I, that that was literally why I stopped playing it because like I'm kind of big on dinosaurs. I was really big on the survival genre at the time, and I loaded it up all fucking excited, and then it was terrible, and I turned it off and didn't turn it on again. Got like three FPS on a GTX 970. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, it's not the best graphics card in the world, but it's certainly not that shit. It should run that. Yeah, no, it, was, it was real bad. All right, last one, Gunnar. Uh, Mankind Divided launched, um, and this is kind it of it, this is kind of a little joint one because we've both been been playing it, um, and it's not so much news um, as it is kind of like you know a little bit of a review, I suppose. Which mini review, a mini review, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I played Human Revolution. Uh, a, a bit, not heaps. Um, I don't know, the Deus Ex games are, are games that I, I really want to love. Um, <laughs> and I, I trick myself into thinking that I love them. And so I buy things like DLC and, and, and new games. And then... Um, you augment your pre-order. I, I, <laughs> 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 oh, good. Uh, and, and then it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, that's not so much the case this time. Uh, it's It's not bad it's just taking a bit too long to get into it um 
And when I've got things like Wow Legion, you know, sitting there on my shoulder, like, "Hey, buddy, when are you going to come back?" I don't, I don't really have the time to put into that, you know, uh, into Deus Ex. Mate, I think, I think we're the same person. Yeah. Um, even though we're not playing the same thing at the moment, I have um, Deus Ex sitting there, and all I can think is, I don't want to play it. Yeah. I've got Fallout Four right yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like, I've played about five hours of Mankind Divided, and it is the most meh game I've ever played. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, sorry, again. Oh, I was just going to say, it's getting praise heaped on it. Like, this is the best thing. This is the crowning achievement of video games. <laughs> it's, no. I don't get it. Nah, no. I, look, I, I'll, I will, I will give them one thing. One thing they've done very well is play a choice in how they approach objectives is top, yeah, yeah, top definitely. fucking notch. Um, I played, I generally, in games that will let me, I generally try to go stealth, non-lethal playstyle. Yep. Um, so when when you when you first have your augments overridden at the start of the game and you've got to pick new ones, I dropped all of them into hacking, um, and and uh, and like smart vision, so I could see where enemies were through walls and shit like that. And uh, and one in the social augment, the one that lets you like determine speech patterns and all that kind of shit and, and figure out the thing to say to people at the right time. Um, so using smart vision through the walls and the social augment and the hacking augments, I have done every major objective in the first, I think I've played seven or eight hours in the game and I haven't had Mm. to kill anyone. I haven't had to directly, except for the bits where it's no, you have no choice. I've been able to sneak hack and talk my way into anywhere that I've needed to be for the story. I think that's fucking cool. Yeah. That's a really, I I really do love the level design as well. Like, um, I haven't invested as heavily as you have in stealth, but I'm also doing a no no kill run, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just finding different paths to climb around. Yeah, like there's roofs and vents, and it's very clever level design. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that doesn't save it no. from its shortcomings. It, it is very mind. mediocre. Yeah, like none of it is remarkable. Um, Except that level design. I want to. Uh, yeah, no, I suppose it is. What, from, what I like from someone who who really loves stealth games. Yeah. Uh, like MGS has always been yeah, yeah, a staple yeah, of mine. Yeah. Compared to MGS, the level design is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, we we will agree on that point. Yes. What I like yeah. about their level design is the way that they. Uh, There's one mission that I was doing in particular, and I can't remember specifically which one. It was something to do with um, I was trying to steal some information for I think some independent media outlet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, when I was trying to steal the information, you know how you can pick up like pocket secretaries and shit all around the place? Uh, yeah, and they give yeah. you key codes and stuff. One of them had an email from someone talking about how in their private vault there were leaves. Um, and then it went on to talk about how it suggested that these leaves meant some animal could get in from the outside. So I've gone and had a look and sure enough, like at the back of the bank or whatever, there's like a tree with leaves next to a vent and you can get in. And so mm-hmm. this level design has put that there, but it's also given you, like, if you pay attention to the stuff that you're finding and reading throughout the game, it gives you, it's like, hey, look, you should go and check this out. And it tells you, it's like, yeah, hey, you can go this way. Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking cool. But um, in terms of like the gunplay still, I still cannot get behind it, man. I, I didn't like it in Human Revolution and I don't like it in Mankind Divided. Um, I played around yeah. with the guns when it made me, like in that first mission, which I won't spoil for people who haven't played, but you know the one I mean with the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
well, you have to use the guns at the end of that one. Yeah, there's no no consequence. Yeah, and uh, I hated it. As this feels, it took me ages as well because I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, trying to shoot these yeah, fucking guys. Yeah, I same. Yeah, and they're like they can spot you uh, through, through the, the sand, sand and storm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, what are you? Are you supposed to just cover this? But then your friend dies. And yeah. sorry, I'm spoiling shit. No, no, well, but, um, <laughs> it's just the first mission. So like, you have to be. I don't get it. No. I, I really don't. And, okay, so I, I love uh, Jim Sterling's podcast. And um, he's got, uh, on that podcast, he's got Laura Dale. Um, he's got Gavin from Miracle of Sound, if you've heard of that YouTube channel. No. Um, and, and Jim himself. And they were talking about this game like it's the fucking second coming. And I don't, I just don't get it. It, uh, it reminds me of uh, The Witcher, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not personally a big fan of The Witcher. Um, I just find it really clunky and like the, the combat feels horrible to me yeah. and I don't like Geralt as a character. But that's <laughs> I can recognize that that's just personal choice and I can see why people love The Witcher. Yeah, what, I can really why see is... why people think it's the best game ever made yeah. because it's not to me but I can see the things that people love about that it. That make it great, yeah. Yep. I don't understand what people love about Deus Ex. No. I really, I don't see it. It's it's a very, feels to me like a very shallow experience yeah. um, in terms of an RPG and in terms of a stealth game, I don't find the stealth that satisfying. No, um, well, especially considering like with the right augments, you can basically turn the stealth into energy management and have no risk of ever getting caught. That that's just what it is. Cheap. It's just an energy management yeah, game. Yeah. And it, I'll just like highlight one of my biggest gripes because <laughs> I'm doing a no kill playthrough. Yeah. Every time you go up to someone and knock them out, oh, yeah. it plays a fucking cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> What a way to take you out of the game yeah. when you're trying to sneak around and be this badass yeah. and you hit Q, press Q to win, and Pretty much, it yeah. takes it goes to a third person not even a third person view. It goes to like an external camera. Like Yeah. You know, you have third person view throughout most of the game when you're in cover, but it doesn't even go to that camera, it just goes to like some cinematic camera yeah. while you punch them in the face. Somehow there's some fucking, you know, Win news guy there in the in the wing in the wings. Oh, he's pressed the button! Quick, zoom in. Who who made that decision? I don't like, know. I like I liked it the first like mechanic. one or two times, and then I was like, okay, that's enough. Can I just can we can I go now? But uh, yeah, so again, it seems to be the week for disappointing games that we really wish we liked. <laughs> and I I do truly wish I loved, um, Deus Ex. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Like I I see potential. There definitely, it just doesn't play anything like what I'd want it to. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. I will say it feels a lot better than Human Revolution did in terms of um the the polish on the controls and whatnot. It feels yeah. Not after not, five years though, you'd expect you'd that. fucking hope so. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it just it hasn't uh, it hasn't blown me away. Um, that could now I'll be fair and say it could be because Legion did and it kind of stole its thunder. But honestly, I think it's just and you've kind of confirmed it for me. It's just not there. Actually, Andy was watching the playthrough on it and he said some of it looks pretty cool. It hasn't grabbed me, so it, it's mm. not just us. Right. And I I tell you what, I was watching playthroughs of it and I was like, I don't think I want this, but I'll you know now that we're doing this podcast i want to actually play things before i talk yeah, shit about yeah, them yeah absolutely absolutely which by the way i managed to get a refund on no man's sky hey good yes. stuff yeah nice man <laughs> um but uh 
yeah, this like it's just not doing it for me. And I I'm going to play it through to completion because by all accounts it's really good up until like a very abrupt end. Oh. Um, so I'll, I'll play it through to completion, but right now it's it's not it, doing anything. It's, it's for on me. the shelf, yeah. Yeah. All right, it's time for our game recommendations this week, and uh, Gunner and I are being lazy, you could say, um, but What's we're you? also being thrifty for you, dear listener. <laughs> um, now, there's a bit of a sale going on at the moment, um, so if you get onto Steam, and the biggest big banner at the top says Paradox Interactive, Publisher Weekend, up to 80% off, uh, this is this is where our recommendations are coming from, so I'll go first. Uh, City Skylines. Um, if you haven't played this, it's Sim City, but good. Um, they took everything that made the original Sim City, like Sim City 2000, and the older Sim City games, uh, that everything that made them good, and they put it into one game, and then added on it, and made it pretty in 3D, and <laughs> absolutely nailed it. And I'm pretty sure this came out. Uh, before or around the launch of SimCity 4. Um, I think it was SimCity 4, the one that had the like always online requirement mm. and the one that made everyone very unhappy. And so like I, I would like to imagine that they just stole all their thunder by making a better game. Um, <laughs> it's a sick game and it's got really good workshop support as well. So there's lots of user-made oh, content out there. Oh, that's always nice. So it's only $7.50 right now, 75% off. So everybody should get on it. It's a lot of fun. Do as you're told. What have you got, Gunnar? Um, I've look. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm terrible, and uh, I've I've forgotten. I may have already recommended this one, um, but if I have, this should just reinforce to you how good it is, and it's on sale right now. So you know, uh, as part of the same bundle that uh, Brenton has pointed out, um, Pillars of Eternity. Um, it's uh, it's an isometric. Uh, party control RPG uh, similar to Baldur's Gate. In fact, it's inspired by Baldur's Gate and Forgotten Realms games. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's unreal. Um, I could talk about it for ages. It's actually probably in my top five games, I reckon. Um, I, but I'm, I'm a nerd, so yeah, I love that stuff. But it's it's got a very interesting storyline. Um, the class system is actually really cool. Um, and they're all very diverse and handle things in different ways. The characters that you can party up with are great. Um, Eder in particular, the first warrior that you pick up, is fucking hilarious. Uh, just keep an eye for him. Um, it's got beautifully um, crafted uh, levels and maps, um, and I believe the, a lot of them are hand-drawn. Um, and Yeah, a lot of it is hand-painted. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's just fucking gorgeous. Um, their sound design, uh, their combat mechanics... Um, they've got some DLC out for it, the, the White March, Part 1 and 2, but both very good. Um, part 2 is, uh, by all accounts, better than Part 1 uh, because Part 1 sort of ends a little bit unsatisfyingly and Part 2 rounds it out really well. Um, so it's uh, for, for anybody who loves like a rich RPG experience and for anybody who grew up on games like Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, Icewind Dale, um, and if you haven't, picked up pillars of eternity yet i absolutely suggest that you go and grab it while it's on sale because it will be money well spent and on top of all that lovely positivity it's also a uh, crowdfunding success story oh fuck um, yeah it is which you know god knows we need some of them there's been a lot of disappointments um so yeah 
good on the developers. I'm pretty sure weren't some of the developers involved in Baldur's Gate, or were they just heavily inspired by it? Um, actually, Black Isle, yeah, Black Isle was the company that made Baldur's Gate. I think a lot of them did come from there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they like, you know, they weren't being given a chance to make that game by a major studio anymore, so they went for crowdfunding, yeah. and then this gem of a game comes about and all of a sudden a major publisher is like, oh yeah, 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 we'll publish. Yeah, because <laughs> for, some, for some reason, one of the most popular fucking game franchises of, of the last like 20 years, well, well, maybe not one of the most popular, but certainly uh, in terms of RPG and tabletop adaptations, it's like the best one, Baldur's Gate yeah. and Baldur's Gate 2. And for some reason, they think there's no money to be had in that. Get the fuck out but of here. to be fair, you never could have known that would be a success after all the previous successes, you know. It's tough to tell sometimes. Yeah, but Call of Duty's still churning those fucking games out. <laughs> Infinite Warfare. Yeah. <laughs> Hoorah. Hoorah. But anyway, fucking, it's, it, right. it, it is good. It is brilliant. So, you know, do yourself a favor and go and get that shit. Good recommendation. Oh, I do what I can. Alrighty. On that note, uh, let's call it in to episode seven. I think that was a pretty good one, Gunnar. What do you reckon? Oh, probably. I don't know. I'm never good at gauging these no, things. probably shit. <laughs> um, I'm involved. Feel free, to to be. <laughs> feel free to tell us how shit it was on uh, podcastnoidea at gmail.com uh, or even uh, hurl abuse at us on Twitter <laughs> at, uh, at noidea underscore podcast. Um, seriously, drop us a line. We'll be putting stuff on there uh, from today's show, resources we've talked about, maybe some um, uh, links to videos of me being an absolute noob at Battlefield 1. Maybe. But be Maybe fun. Gunner can provide some too, so I'm not we, so embarrassed. We should do it together. I think we should. I think we should absolutely do that <laughs> together. Just laugh at each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, for, for real. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. Do get in touch, guys. We, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Cool. All right. Uh, have a good one, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Peace.